My name is Jenna and I'm here to help you do all the hard things. I'm a licensed professional counselor with nearly 10 years of clinical and research experience working with people who have some of the most debilitating OCD and anxiety in the world. I'm also a mom, a personal trainer, and a lover of modern spirituality. My goal is to bring you all the research, guidance, and encouragement you need to help you remember and know how strong you truly are. Now let's get to it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, I live here in Oconomowoc um, with my husband. We are both from the Lake Country area. We have been married for six years now. Um, we have a soon-to-be 10-month-old on Monday. And I also am a stepmom to a 13-year-old teenager. So we kind of have a big gap in where we are with the children right now. We have a baby and we have puberty and high school upon us. So it's pretty interesting in our house right now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That was something that I wanted to ask you about too. Um, So we'll definitely get to that. But just talk to me about your adjustment being pregnant to being pregnant and kind of your experience being pregnant? Sure. Um, Well, we actually, we knew we wanted to be parents. For us, it was a little bit different because we already had had, um, you know, my husband already had had a child. So for us, we had a little bit of a delayed process. So we probably waited five years. Um, we tried to fundamentally do it right, I suppose. Um, and so we knew we were going to get pregnant, which by the grace of God, you know, we did. Um, and I remember being so, so, so excited. It happened so fast being on birth control for years. And then, you know, you listen to your doctors and they're like, well, it could take anywhere from this time to this time. But for us, we were so grateful and it happened right away. Um, unfortunately I just remember being so sick the moment I found out I was pregnant and my pregnancy, I was pretty much, it was just awful. I was sick all the time. Um, and there was so much physical pain and I thought, well, maybe this is what pregnancies, but I just always, you know, remember hearing like how pregnancy is so beautiful and it's so great and you're glowy. Like I had none of that. I had pimples everywhere. I was so tired and the constant physical pain that I had um, was super debilitating to the point where I remember calling my doctor just bawling. I I think it was like maybe when I was six months pregnant, I I couldn't even get in the shower because I was in just so much physical pain. Um, So... Yeah, that, that was a journey. And I think at one point, it was probably a couple of weeks after that, I just woke up feeling not right. And that's when I went to my doctor and she was like, you know what, I, this is your first, I really don't feel comfortable sending you back home. So let's just make sure the baby's not in stress. Let's monitor you. They admitted me into 
um, delivery, which was so scary. <laughs> um, that was really early. What, when was that again? That was really early. I was, it was probably maybe when I was, I, it was when I was six and a half months pregnant, even if that, um, yeah. so that was really, really early and my blood pressure was a little bit high. So they monitored me for probably a couple hours overall, sent me back home. Baby wasn't in stress at all. He was doing just great. Um, so that was good. And then I just remember my doctor telling me, she's like, you know, this could be nothing. She's like, but I've seen it in moms where things could slowly transpire or they happen really, really fast. And for me, it was the really, really fast <laughs> part. Um, it was probably maybe two weeks after I was admitted. I um, remember going to my two-week checkup, but that whole weekend prior, I was in just so much physical pain and I had these awful, awful headaches. And I was like, you know what? I'll just postpone it. I'll wait till my two-week checkup on Monday. It'll be fine. So I go to my two-week checkup and I just remember getting my blood pressure taken and the medical assistant was like, how are you doing? And I just remember bawling. She was like, do you recognize that your blood pressure is extremely high? And I said, um... I mean, I felt really, really awful for like the last week. So I just thought this was normal and I didn't really track my blood pressure. I, you know, I just, I didn't really think to do that. And so all of a sudden I just remember my doctor coming back in and, and she was like, do you realize your, your blood pressure is, is deadly high and I'm going to have to reach out to a high risk OB doctor because this is what we call preeclampsia. And I had really no insight to what that was at all. And she explained it to me and all of a sudden she came back after a phone call and she was like, well, we're going to have to admit you and this baby has to come now because at this point it could be deadly for you and for the baby. And I just remember in that moment, like being so scared <laughs> and I just asked her like, should I call my husband? Should he come here? She was like, yeah, it would be a really good idea. We're going to walk you over now. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, we had just put together, like, the crib and the dresser. I mean, we had nothing really besides baby shower stuff. We didn't have preemie clothes. We didn't even think <laughs> that would really ever happen. Yeah, crazy. I was, I'm sure that was just insane. Like, how? I don't even know. What do you even say on the phone call to your husband? I mean, he knew that I was feeling really, really bad, um, you know, weeks leading up to that. So it, I don't think it was necessarily a shock for him. But the fact that when he came in there and our doctor was like, the baby's going to be coming, his face was like, what? <laughs> um, Seriously. Yeah, so that was, that was super scary. And I just remember getting into that hospital. We didn't even like have a tour of the hospital or anything yet. So it was just like, Oh, this is definitely happening. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's just obviously was just so not what you expected. It was so um, not what we expected at all. Yeah. You would never, no one would go into anything thinking that that was going to happen. So I'm sure that was just so traumatic. And so well, especially like, being a first time mom, yeah. it was, you know, I didn't really have anything to compare my pregnancy to. So I didn't really know what was normal versus not normal. I just thought like, mm -hmm. okay, you just feel 
uncomfortable when you're pregnant. <laughs> but looking back at it now, it was like, there was no way that any of those feelings I was feeling was normal. Yeah. But then you, on the flip side, you don't want to be that person who just goes and complains and you're told that, oh yeah, this is how pregnancy is lady. Right. Yeah. And I almost felt like sometimes my husband thought I was being so dramatic because it was like every other day I was just complaining of like how much pain my body was and like even walking was was so much work and I just remember after we had delivered my doctor told me your body just does not like being pregnant which is also Mm -hmm. a really scary thought because I'm like well we want to have more kids I don't I don't know what that will be like and you know at this point it would just be a 50 50 chance we just really don't know (laughs) right Yeah. So obviously you're not even at this point in the hospital having a chance to like process um, like what's going on because you're just focused on staying alive and your baby's staying alive. So talk to me about the delivery and what happened there. Um, Well, it was quite a process. It wasn't like, oh, I can just go and just pop my baby out. It was, it was a very thought out process. Um, because I had the severe preeclampsia, I was um, high risk for seizures. Um, so I had a special hospital bed, you know, that was padded just in case I went into a grand mal seizure, which was so horrifying to even think about that. Um, so along with that comes being placed on magnesium um, sulfate, which um, pretty much stops your brain from having a seizure. Um, but with that came terrible, terrible side effects. Um, I just remember being really sad and really tired. And it was, they told me it's like being kind of in an induced depression. Um, so I was, I wasn't aware that you actually had one. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, so I was on that for, well, I was in the hospital for a good week. Um, and then since our baby wasn't ready to be, I mean, born, he was born at 32 weeks. Um, there was a series of shots that I had to get to pretty much, um, get him ready for coming out and breathing. His lungs weren't where they needed to be. So they had to help him with that, which, um, you had to take the shot over a 48 hour period. So that was a waiting period. Um, there was just so many things that, that went into it and it was so scary. And I just remember being so, so weak and crying, um, just from being on the high dose of, um, the magnesium, um, sulfate. I, I just cried to the doctor. I was like, I just am so weak. I don't know how I'm going to be able to push a baby out. (laughs) Um, that's crazy. Yeah. And I, I feel for you just like being robbed of your motherhood introduction. Uh, she was scary. I didn't even have like a backpack. I didn't have anything. I just remember my mom and, and my husband going out to get me, you know, just a robe and slippers and all of those things that you, you need. I, I didn't even, we weren't even to that point yet. Um, but little and behold, I mean, I think it was on like day five after my cervix and getting all these meds to try and get things going. <laughs> Finally, they broke my water and it happened pretty, pretty fast. Um, and he was born, he was a little under four pounds. Um, but I just remember 
that process, the, the NICU team, they kind of come to you and they talk to you about what's really going to go on when this baby is born. So that day they told me this is what's going to happen. And in that moment, you didn't even think there was probably like, I don't know, what seemed like 15 people in the room. And I just remember pushing my baby out and I didn't even know what he looked like. I didn't see him. They took him so, so fast. Um, which was so scary. So I, I'm just sitting there, you know, essentially just spread eagle and not knowing where my baby's going or like if he's okay. I, I heard him in the background saying he wasn't crying. So I was so, so scared. And my husband went with them and and I was in this room while nurses, you know, were cleaning and yeah, that was that was a whole nother project after I delivered. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just so, so what happens after that? Like, uh, they're, they're cleaning you up. They're trying to take care of you. They're obviously trying to make sure that your baby is okay. Yep. yep. Um, You're just there dealing with, so I couldn't move and I, (laughs) and I couldn't walk, but the nurses um, were so just so wonderful. And they were like, you gotta get your legs moving. You gotta go and get to that baby. (laughs) Um, so within a couple hours, I was able to get wheeled down um, to the NICU. And I just remember seeing him, you know, in those little cubicles and he had just tubes everywhere. And there, there was a whole team just surrounding him. I had so many emotions. I didn't even know what to feel. I didn't know if he was going to be okay. There was, yeah, there was so many emotions that went into that. And, you know, they kind of explained like what his condition was like, and um, he was having trouble breathing. Um, so that was really scary. And I remember going the next day to see him, and it was just horrifying. They were squeezing his like little ankle and getting you know blood from him, and he was so, so little. I mean, he could barely even scream and cry, but he was just crying and it was so heartbreaking. Like I felt so powerless. I couldn't do anything in that moment. And he was just hooked up to everything that you could possibly think of. So, yeah, I mean, and you just have all these like internal motherly drives to like hold your baby and hug your baby and take care of him when he's crying and you can't do any of that. That's no, awful. it was, it was, yeah, it was one of the scariest things being a new mom to encounter. And my husband had never encountered anything like that. So we were just so, so scared. We didn't know if he was going to be okay long-term. You you just had so many uncertainties about what was going to happen. He was so small. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't even nurse. I If I tried, it just wasn't even possible in that moment because his safety and his well-being was priority at that point at what point do you feel like you kind of like like it all kind of sunk in um I would probably say relatively you know I was the NICU nurses were wonderful they I mean within you know 40 hours I was doing you know skin to skin time with him which was so scary because he was so little 
Um, and all these alarms always kept going off, you know, and I tried to hold them or move them a certain way. And, you know, someone would come like a staff would come and make sure he was okay. Um, but it happened pretty quickly, I would say. Um, and it was just kind of, it became our life. He was in the NICU for five weeks, um, before we were able to bring him home. And his biggest, Mm -hmm. um, hurdle was the breathing. He would constantly have these dips in his breathing or he would stop breathing for a very small, short period of time, which was really, really concerning. But it was just part of him being premature. Um, You know, they kept telling us, like, this is something as he gets older, like he's, you know, it will subside. (laughs) As parents, you're just like, oh, my gosh, it's like an eternity. When is it going to go away? Like, I just want to bring him home. And he was defeating all the odds and everything else he was eating. We taught him how to feed. Um, but the breathing was the biggest hurdle and, you know, he had to be dip free in his breathing essentially for, I think it was seven days in a row. And we had to repeat that process so many times. Oh, that had to have been really hard. Like a three day spell where he was doing really good. He was on track and then we'd come the next day and they'd give us an update and they say, well, he had a drop again in the middle of the night. And, you know, you, we start start all over again, all over again. I'm so excited to share with you guys a planner that I've had for months now, and now I have an absolutely incredible offer so that you can enjoy it with me. I've tried yearly planners, blank diaries, and everything in between, all the way from back when I was in high school. Silk and Sonder is the perfect planner that I've been waiting for for years. Silk and Sonder is a self-care monthly planner and journal subscription service, including monthly, weekly, and daily planning pages, plus activities that change each month and are targeted to help with your self-care. You'll get coloring pages, recipes, habit trackers, journaling prompts, and more. Silk and Sonder offers monthly, quarterly, annual, and gift subscriptions. It's the first ever monthly planning experience aimed to empower you to live the life that you've always wanted. Inspired by a new theme each month, they hand curate, design, and deliver each issue straight to your doorstep. You'll love each month's blend of productivity and planning, introspection and mindfulness, and lifestyle content. I've been using mine for months, and I'll honestly never go back to a regular planner ever again. For 25% off your order, head to my website at jennaoverbod.com and click on Deals. You know, the very first day after I was able to come home after I had delivered him, I just remember physically feeling like I had a baby. You physically feel, you know, the soreness and the pain, but our house was so quiet and we had, you know, stuff around that appeared like we had a baby. Um, So I cried a lot. Um, Thankfully, we lived really close to the hospital where he was staying at. Um, So that was that was our norm. We were visiting probably anywhere from three to five times a day. I would do shifts. My husband would do shifts. We would try to go together. Um, But the emotions that I felt were up and down constantly. Like I would feel hopeful about him and where he was at, but then it was like this constant reminder every time I came home, like, gosh, I just want my baby home. And then Christmas came and we didn't have a baby here for Christmas. And it was, yeah, it was 
it was awful the anxiety that came with it um and constantly worrying like if I wasn't at the hospital I felt guilty that I wasn't there um right that I felt like I should be there like I should maybe stay there like I should be living there essentially but you know I was going there as much as I thought that I could and I just sometimes remember closing the curtain when I would go to visit him and just looking at him and holding him and crying sometimes to the point where (laughs) the nurses would come and they would say it's okay like it's okay. You don't have to put a brave face on for us. And I think a part of that was like, I Mm. wanted to go in there and show that I was strong and I knew we were going to bring our baby home, but it was just the waiting game was the torturous part. Coming home was, was so wonderful, right? You felt this sense of like, Oh my gosh, we have our baby home. I just remember the car ride with him in the car seat. And it was just like, all right, we're doing this. Um, there was so many worries for both of us as parents. Like we didn't really know like what was normal versus abnormal. And right when we had brought him home, he immediately was doing physical therapy and occupational therapy. So we had people pretty much cycling through our house every week, a couple times a week um, to make sure he was where he needed to be developmentally, physically. Um, having a premature baby just comes with so many things that we never even encountered. Um, so there was a level of patience that really need needed to be there. And I was so grateful, like that my husband, I feel so blessed that he was such a team player and he was so patient and asked so many questions, probably sometimes more than I did, which was ironic. Um, I think the part that really, really sucked, um, was not being able to sleep, obviously. And the constant worry of with his breathing issues, we were always so worried, um, if he was going to have drops like he did in the NICU. So I would constantly be obsessing and checking the bassinet, like right next to me. I mean, I had it literally as close as I could, um, without him essentially being in bed, but I wouldn't sleep. I would be obsessing and, and I was so, so tired. I mean, like deathly tired. And I felt like I couldn't turn that off. (laughs) And my husband was so much more neutral Mm -hmm. about that than I was. And sometimes I would get mad at him. Like, aren't you worried? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've all been there. I feel like I remember, when, when my son was in the bed, you know, or in the bedroom sleeping with us, I would always be so frustrated with my husband. Like, how are you able to sleep right now? Like he's crying or he's whimpering or he's like moving around. How can you Mm -hmm. sleep through that? And not even to mention, right. Like with the additional anxiety that you guys were experiencing, like, so I feel like all of the moms have been there. Definitely. We went through that spell. I still feel like we are, I mean, I've gotten a little bit better, but it's still, it, I just feel like it, it doesn't really ever fully go away. The worry, the constant worry. I mean, still now, you know, him going on 10 months old, I'm constantly checking, you know, the monitors and zooming in just to make sure his belly is moving, you know, up and down. And, and I'm sure that will be better maybe with our second one. 
um, and a much more smoother transition, but the constant worry is, is always prominent for me. Yeah. So you talked about just the relationship and kind of the back and forth with you and your husband and what other ways has this crazy situation really affected for good or for bad your relationship together? Honestly, for us, I think it was, um, it was, it was good for our overall relationship. Um, there wasn't necessarily too much bad that came from it. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, we really had to work together. I mean, this was so new for both of us. We had no idea. And I mean, just him being so small and just finding clothes that actually fit him and ordering things online and, and doing all of those things together. So I feel in a sense that having a premature baby really actually connected us more um, as parents and even as husband and wife, I mean, we've had to learn to really communicate um, with what, you know, our baby's needs are and what they still are. So for us, there wasn't necessarily too much bad that came from it. Um, I don't necessarily know if the outcome would have been different and we had a full-term baby, what it would be like, but... Um, for us, yeah, it's been overall, it's been okay. I know one thing that you guys had to adjust was, was your work schedule. Um, but now you're kind of working from home now. So just talk to me about like what your experience was being a, a mom who works away from home. And now you're a mom who works at home, like kind of the difference and being a mom in those two different areas sure. for you. Um, going back to work when the time came was just so worrisome to me. I think what gave me some peace is, you know, we didn't have to go to daycare and he was with my husband during the day. So that gave me peace. And when I actually went back to work, my mindset was so much different. It was like my priorities changed drastically. So all of the small things that I was stressed about at work or put too much time and effort into, that really didn't matter to me anymore as much as it did. It was like, all I knew is that I needed to get through this shift and I needed to get home back to my baby. <laughs> it's good, the convenience of being able to be here and um, to know that I can be at home and I don't have to necessarily drive to work. Um, I think some of the things that I'm still struggling with is, you know, the background noise of what's going on in the house although I have like my workspace and I try to make it as zen as possible when I'm in the work mode um you know but if I hear the baby crying or just chaos you know out and about in the house like my instinct is just to go and tend to it <laughs> what's going on like how can I help mm -hmm. um so I'm still really working on on how to get better with that so I think that's just going to come with with time. Um, but the convenience of being able to work from home is so, so nice and taking breaks and being able to have a lunch break and play on the floor um, and experience those milestones. I feel really grateful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I don't want to go back too much, but I think listeners need to know 
tell them about your experience, like with your maternity leave. And by the time you got your baby home, how you had such minimal, I, did you even have any time um, at home with so them? That was another stressful part. I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, so maternity leave for us is six weeks paid. You ultimately have the 12 weeks um, for the FMLA in the NICU for five weeks. And then I was at the point where it was time to go back to work. I could have taken the full 12, but when you have financial obligations and bills, it's like, I, I can't do the full 12. So I only ended up being able to be with him for two weeks, um, which was nothing. Um, and I just, yep, two weeks. At two weeks home. at home, and I mean. I even remember calling, um, you know, the short term and um, FMLA um, company to see if there was any like excruciating circumstances where there could be an extension. Um, and it was an absolute no go. So that was. Which is so incredibly enraging. I remember talking to you about this at the time and being like, there has to be something. There there has to be something. No. And I think the only one thing that I was told that could um, possibly be considered for an extension is if I medically had something that really impaired my ability um, to go back to work. So... That was really unfortunate. And I still had post preeclampsia after I had delivered and I still had high blood pressure and I was on high blood pressure meds, but that wasn't necessarily criteria that would prevent me from being able to go to work. Yeah. So, so crazy. Like, and two weeks is nothing. Like you said, I mean, by that point, you're mentally preparing oh to go gosh, back to work yes, anyway. Just being so <laughs> exhausted and, and I know that you know and other moms out there know the tiredness that you experience with a newborn is just it feels like death and then the thought of going back to work mm-hmm. and doing an eight hour shift was just like you have to be kidding me. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean it's crazy to think that in the depths of that exhaustion that the world continues spinning it's like I I cannot believe that like the rest of the world continues on like it it just feels that awful (laughs) so so I'm so glad that you gave us an update too just about kind of where you're at now with everything um and how is how is baby now we've talked about you but just give our listeners an update how is he doing he has four teeth eating stage of that milestone. So he's been such a trooper. He's, you know, been crabby, but he tries to be such a good sport. Um, he's just, he's turning into this little character that I just literally look at him every day. And I'm like, I freaking just love your little face. (laughs) Um, he's starting Mm -hmm. to stand along furniture. Um, I, he hasn't crawled and I honestly think he's just going to script skip crawling and just go straight to walking. Um, But, you know, he just had a visit with his pediatrician for his nine month visit. And there's still just those small things with him bring being premature that he kind of ultimately gets a little bit of a grace period. And he has up to two years 
of age to kind of catch up developmentally on where he's supposed to be. So even though he is 10 months, we always have to subtract, um, you know, the eight weeks from him being premature. But other than that, he's doing, Mm -hmm. he's, he's just so awesome. (laughs) I love this age right now. He thinks I'm funny and that's great. (laughs) Yeah, it it is awesome for sure. And Hopefully you're sleeping better I now. I don't actually, know if that's true. Kind of now that we've gone through the sleep regression, we're in the phase of I think we're on almost a two week streak, Jenna, of sleeping through the night. For sure. I remember the first night that Eli did sleep through the night. I feel like I was up anyway because I was like, Yes, yes. I'm I'm stout <laughs> now learning on like what I can do for myself when he now goes to sleep. So if yeah, it's like a whole new Talk world. to me. Like, what do I do with my time? <laughs> I have so many shows yeah. recorded. <laughs> you can put, you can be a mom all day, and then you can put him down, and then you can get on the yes, phone with me and yeah. talk well, about being a mom. Well, thank you. Um, and this is going to be such a great story for moms. We don't have anyone ha- who has come forward yet about their NICU experience and, like, I know I've been there for you for a little bit of it, but still so many things that I didn't even know. Like I, I didn't know that when you had a baby prematurely as prematurely as you did, that you didn't get to hold them first. Like I didn't realize that the first time that you had met your baby was in a, in but, a yeah, like glass that's, bubble. That's what it was. And gosh, that was, that was just so awful. Just, even thinking about that, like, I'm glad that we went through that experience and we overcame it. But honestly, that was so terrible. And this is totally random. But when I had delivered him, I didn't have my contacts in or my glasses on because hospitals are so dry. Um, so I, I just remember a nurse coming to my room the next day and she was like, Oh, I was here when you delivered. Don't you remember me? And I'm like, I couldn't see anything. So even if they probably showed me my baby, I couldn't even see what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did and you just, don't, you just didn't, didn't see him. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's that brings some light yes. to everything. That brings some humor to it. Um, so we're wrapping up with our last couple of questions here. I want to know what's one thing that you wish you knew before. So it could be before you were pregnant, before you had your baby or at, at any stage. I thought about this question. Um, I think for me, I, I wish I would have known that it's okay not to be in control all of the time and it's okay not to be okay. Um, there were so many times during our journey where, you know, you just feel like you're alone or you're you're not going to get out of whatever you're going through and I wish someone would have told me specifically when we had had our baby that all of those emotions that I was feeling and what I was going through was normal um because in those moments you literally just feel like this is the worst of the worst so I I wish I would have been able to identify with other moms who were going through what I was going through and someone telling me like it's okay not to be okay this is normal to feel this way and it's okay that you're not in control and anyone who knows me I am such a control freak about everything um so as time has went on I've I've eased up a little bit on that 
Yeah, nothing like a baby to come and like totally reorganize what you thought you knew about yourself. Like you thought you were this control freak and you were, but now baby comes and like you were you're able yes. to relax a little bit. Like you you have to. They just reorganize yes, no, everything that you thought you knew the about yourself. Dishes in the sink as before pre-baby. <laughs> I mean, I would be tidying up the house left and right, making sure everything was good for the next day and now it's completely like, yep, uh, I just don't have any energy to do that. (laughs) It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to feel all of the emotions, the anxieties, the worries. Those are all normal things. And we have to go through those hard things in order to become better humans and better parents, better partners. So I just want all moms to know that all of those things are okay. You don't always have to be put together you don't always have to be what you envision as a perfect mom you are doing your best so all moms should know that it's important to go through hard things I mean this is how we grow this is this is how we identify areas of what we can do to improve and and to be better um you know as individuals as you know like I said parents partners um hard things happen and there's so much uncertainty in life. So unfortunately we have to go through those hard things to find some things out or go through tough. Um, But we have to experience those things. It's just a part of life. For more information and resources, head to my website at www.jennaoverbaugh.com. From there, you can sign up for my email newsletter so you can make sure that you are the most up-to-date about upcoming resources, podcast episodes, blogs, challenges, and more. Also, check me out on Instagram at jenna.overbaugh and tune into some other episodes here while you're at it. As always, if you have a free minute, it would mean the world to me if you could please subscribe and rate this podcast. Subscriptions and ratings help me keep the podcast going and help me spread the word to other people who need these resources and they otherwise may not get them. With that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really love creating these episodes for you. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.